Hello? Alright, so this is, I want to say, my fifth time restarting. Um, my name's Chris, by the way. Uh, the reason why it's taking me so long to finally get a recording that I like is for numerous reasons. I can't get the audio correct for whatever reason. Hopefully I get it right this time. And by audio, I just mean me talking. And, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm just nervous. Nervous to get started. I thought it would help me just to say it out loud. While I'm recording, get that get that out the way. Um, yeah, uh, this is my podcast. Uh, it does not have a name right now. So whenever I upload this, uh, I'll figure it out by then, hopefully. And this show, podcast, whatever it is. Basically, it's just me talking about the shit that I like. Shows, books, comics, movies, sports. What else? Just life in general. I've always wanted to do a podcast. That's what everybody says who starts a podcast. And for whatever reason, I just never did it. I I do know the reason. I know the reason why I never did it. Just lazy. Just never wanted to put in the effort to actually, you know, get a microphone, download some software, and record. So now I finally have the stuff, the software that I'm using. Um, my microphone. It's a it's a toner. TC seven 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 microphone. I got it on Amazon Prime. Uh, don't know how the quality works really well. I don't know if it works really well. That's what I meant to say. But we'll find out. And for this episode, let's see. What do I want to talk about? Let's talk about Invincible. Let me turn this down real quick. Invincible. It's a show on Amazon Prime. Let's start off with that. Um, It's a superhero show, an animated superhero show based off the comic Invincible. Who created by Robert Kirkman? Who also he created a little show and comic graphic novel, The Walking Dead. Uh, I heard The Walking Dead, the end of season ten, the series finale basically, comes out in August later this year. So that should be exciting. But right now I want to focus on Invincible. Uh, this property I've never heard of before. The show came out this year. Uh, never heard of it, obviously, and never read it. Um, so I was going into this show blind. And for me, that w- I was fine with that. You know, most of the time, like for, sh- like for different comic shows or whatever, I like to fre- fresh up on it, read up a little bit, and see what it's about. But, you know, for this one, I decided to go on blind. And I, I was fine with that. So basically... Before I get into episode one, which is right now, it's playing in my room. I have it playing in the background. I've seen it already. So this isn't a reaction. This is more of a review. So it's playing right now in the background. I just want to talk about episode one and just the gist of the show. So the show is about a kid, a 17-year-old kid. His name is Mark Grayson. Uh, Mark Grayson is, you know, he's in high school. He's a high schooler, obviously, and he's just, you know, living life, and 
he tries to deal with the fact that he has a super father who is named uh, Omni-Man. Omni-Man, uh, what's his real name? Nolan Grayson, played by the wonderful J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, Mark Grayson, slash Invincible, is played by the Stephen Yen. I say that like I've never heard of this dude. Obviously, he's fucking Glenn in The Walking Dead. Badass actor. Amazing actor. Um, nominated for an Oscar. Uh, hope he wins. If Oh, you know, a Chadwick. Chadwick. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Ch- Chadwick Boseman most likely win, which is awesome. But yeah, Steven Yen. This is his first time, I believe, doing animated. I could be wrong. I have to look that up. But yeah. It's basically the shows about uh, Mark Grayson, a.k.a. Invincible, and his journey into becoming a superhero. Because he's never had powers until this first episode, which we're going to get into right now. Okay. All right. Can you hear me? Okay, cool. I paused it. wanted to make sure that the audio I had just recorded sounded okay. Sounds, sounds decent. It does not sound great. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, man, this guy's fucking monotone as fuck and his audio shit. And he has a lot of background noise, which I do my fans on. Uh, I do apologize. First apology. I do apologize. Yeah. Uh, never done this. I need to stop saying uh, a lot. Never done this podcast. Never done a show. Never recorded anything. So... I'm gonna stop fucking talking about me doing it and actually doing it. So episode one, it starts off at the White House, and right here we get introduced as to two security guards, and they're just talking bullshit, and and one of the security guards is talking about his stepson. And how him and his stepson were working on their relationship and how he's going to take him to a trip to London. Really nice conversation. It's cool. Uh, the reason why I say it's cool is because, you know, it's, it's just two dudes talking in a superhero show where we know where we know that there's going to be explosions, people flying, superhumans, people with super strength, lasers and shit like that. So that was fun. That was funny. It's it's a real conversation too. There was emotion in, in the conversation between the security guards, and the one that was talking about his stepson it was really cool. All right, but as they're fucking talking, they get interrupted by these two blue dudes coming out of the ground, and the these two guys they're called the Molar Twins. One's a clone of the other clone. And, yeah, uh, who's the big brother? Who fucking knows? They're always arguing about who's the original clone, which is pretty funny. So the Molo Twins come out of the ground. They're played by uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. I looked him up right now on IMBD. So they come out of the ground, and they're just, they start shooting at the White House. And their goal is to enter the White House and fuck shit up. So that's their objective. And in the process of that, of them shooting up, shooting the building and trying to enter the building, they are interrupted by 
superheroes coming from the sky. So yes, we're going to start off episode one with a huge, huge fight, which is pretty dope. So they're coming from the sky, and just being honest, like I said, I've never seen Invincible before, so I've never seen these characters before. But in a way, I have seen these characters before. Because, and if you're a fan of Invincible, and if this upsets you, me saying that they look like the Justice League, sorry, they they really do look like the fucking Justice League. And you know what, I'm pretty sure, I'm assuming... That whenever these characters are being created in the comic in the 2000s, that, you know, they were supposed to emulate the Justice League in a way. So, they are called Guardians of the Globe. And I'm going to do a rundown of each character. It's seven, seven heroes. And I have it right here written down. So, we are introduced to War Woman. She emulates and resembles Wonder Woman. And super strength and she could fly. We are also introduced to the immortal. A dude with the with the beard. Uh, super strong. He could fly as well. He emulates. Um, I don't know. He's just super strong. Uh, we are also introduced to Red Rush. He is a speedster. The Flash basically. And he has like a Russian accent, so I'm going to assume that he's Russian. So he, he's pretty funny. I like the lies that he has in this show. Uh, we are also introduced to Aquarius. It's a fish who shoots water from his hands. He can control water. He's basically the Aquaman of the group. There is Green Ghost. It's uh, a woman. She looks like she's like in a green, green spandex, like elastic. Her whole body's covered in green, and she can teleport. It lo- it looked like she could teleport. She could fly, and she could walk through walls and stuff like that. So that was that was that was pretty cool. I like what like right here. I mean, obviously you can't see the fuck show. I'm watching it right now, but she's in action. Pretty cool. Pretty cool power. Uh, we are also introduced to Martian Man. Uh, he is the Martian Manhunter of the group. His powers are a little different. Um, Martian Manhunter, obviously, if you know the comics of the Justice League, he can shapeshift into anybody, kind of like Mystique, which is an awesome power. But this Martian Man, he stretches and he can fly. So, yeah, that's 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 his powers. And let's see who else. Last... But not least, we are introduced to Darkwing, aka Batman. He has the cape, the cow. He's wearing all black. Uh, but the difference, the difference between him and Batman, is he's kind of like a he's like Silver Surfer in a way. He has like a surfboard, hoverboard that he can fly around on. And, but he has gadgets, he has a utility belt, he has his own batterings and things like that. So he's the Batman of the group. Uh, that that He has a grappling gun, which is using right now on screen, which is pretty cool. So yeah, so you're introduced to the Guardians of the Globe and they start beating the fuck out of the Molar Twins. But the Molar Twins are fighting back because they're strong as hell. So right now, they're the Molar Twins are trying to enter the White House and the Guardians are going to stop them. They're doing the best that they can. They're trying to get citizens out the way. And they're trying to beat the hell out of the Muller Twins. While a bunch of damage is being done on the White House and around that area. So right now, 
you see Darkwing trying to save a citizen from the Molar Twins. And as he's trying to save the citizen, uh, one of the twins throws a tank at him. And it lands on them. It doesn't crush them completely, but it lands on Darkwing and the citizen that he's saving. So he's trying to figure out a way to get him and the citizen out from underneath the tank before it, it completely flattens them. So he makes the hero decision to save the citizen before him. Obviously a hero. And he basically he's going to sacrifice himself. And as the tank is falling on top of him closer and closer. It lifts. And we are introduced to the man of the hour. Omni-man. Nolan Grayson. Like I said earlier he's played by J.K. Simmons. And he immediately, you know who he emulates. He emulates the Superman of the show. Fast, fly, he's, he can fly, superhuman strength, a uh, bunch of shit. So, yeah. So he comes in, and it's just easy work for him. He starts dealing with the Mola twins easily. He's able to save the citizens more easily, if that's if I'm saying that correctly, than the Guardians. And right now on screen as I'm watching it, he joins the Guardians, and they now they're gonna they're gonna finish the Mola Twins. There goes War Woman, fucking hits one of the twins in the head with the ha- with her hammer. The Immortal, deucing it out. Aqu- Aquarius is using his water to fucking fuck them up. So yeah, the Guardians and Omni Man team up together to beat the Mola Twins and to stop them. From entering the White House. And after the sequence is done. We are immediately introduced. To the man of the show. The main character. Steven Yen. A.K.A. Mark Grayson. Better known as. Invincible. Title card pops up. And if you know what I mean by title card pops up. Then you've seen the show. So yeah. We're introduced to him. And let's see. What is he doing? He's just sitting in the restroom. And we're also introduced to his mother. Who is Debbie Grayson, who's played by the beautiful Sandra O. Oh. And she's human, and Mark is human, but Mark is also half Vertramite, which is the species that Omni Man comes from. I'm jumping ahead, but we'll get to that later. I'll get more into that later. So we get introduced to them too and their relationship, and basically they're just watching the events taking place at the White House on TV. It's being broadcast on the news. And to them, it, it's just another day in the office because uh, Mark Grayson's father, Nolan Grayson, he does this every day as a superhero. Debbie, her husband, she's seen this for the entirety of their relationship, of their marriage. So to them, it's nothing new. And we, we just get to see the dialogue between the, all three of them and just how, how fam- families are. Uh, Debbie and Nolan are going to go out for lunch and Mark wants to join them but he can't because he has to go to high school okay so now we're about uh, 10 minutes in into the show and we're introduced to Mark Nolan Debbie and the Guardians Mulder Twins as well who got dealt with by the, by the heroes 
So, so far, we just have human dialogue, and we're just th thrown into the story. It's not like, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so. No, we're just thrown into the story, which is, I love that, because it's not over-explaining anything, and we're just basically let, they're letting us basically catch on, which is really which is really cool. I, I, I like when stories do that. I mean, yeah, it's fine. If a story's going to be like, this is this character, and this is who they are, and they over over explain. But you know, sometimes shows just let 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 the viewer, let the viewer catch on, you know, which is pretty cool. All right, so now cut to Mark. He's at the high school, and he's just talking to his friend, who I do not know the name of right now. I need to figure it out. And they're from from this conversation, you automatically can tell that Mark hasn't told anybody that his father's Omni Man. Which is, which makes make sense. It makes sense because, you know, if villains were to find out that you're the son of a superhero and you don't have powers, they're gonna come after you and they're gonna come after your mother and it's just a whole ordeal. So you know, you can tell that he keeps that secret to himself. And we we are introduced immediately <clears throat> to another character named Amber Bennett, a classmate of Mark's. Amber Bennett is played by Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats, she's been so many franchises, good for her. She's a Domino in the Deadpool X-Men franchise. Uh, she is in the Joker movie. Good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Pretty, pretty dark, but you know what? It's a good DC film. So yeah, we get introduced to uh, Amber Bennett, and she's just being ha like harassed by this asshole of a, of a dude. Don't know his name either. And Mark sees that, and he wants to step up. And he wants to say something. He wants to stand up for her, because what he sees isn't right. Which isn't right. He's putting his, he's <clears throat> this dude who's trying to force himself on Amber, which is fucked up. And you know, Mark's gonna stand up for her. So he stands up for her. But the dude's way bigger than Mark. Punches him in the fucking stomach. And Mark falls to the ground. And this dude's going to start pounding on Mark. And Amber comes up and kicks the dude in the balls. Dude runs away crying. And she notices that Mark stood up for her. So you immediately can tell that, that there is possibly, you know, a friendship that can come between Mark and amber which will flourish later on in the season okay so the two takeaways from this scene of mark at high school is that one he hasn't told anybody who his father is and two he has a good heart and he sees you know a fellow classmate being harassed by an asshole and he steps up for her steps up and even though he knows that the dude is bigger than him, he still does what's right. Alright, so next, um, we're at the Burger Mart, Burger Mart, which is where Mark works. And it's, it's just a fast food joint, and we see Mark throwing out the trash, but he's struggling. It's two big bags of trash. He's dragging them on the floor, and you can... You can just tell he's struggling. Oh, also, I forgot to mention. He doesn't have powers. I don't know. You can obviously tell from what I'm talking about. doesn't have his powers. 
and he hopes that he'll get his power soon. That was a conversation that he had earlier with his mom and dad, I forgot to mention. And he just basically hopes to have his powers and just to finally do hero work like his father. Alright, so back to the back to the food food joint. So he's throwing off the trash and he gets one bag into the trash can. It takes him forever because it's super heavy. And as he grabs the second bag and he tries to throw it into the trash, he throws it into the into the atmosphere. Boom. His powers come in. Zooms into his face. He has a smile. He's excited. Mark Grayson finally has his powers after years of waiting. And potentially him and his father thought that he wasn't going to get his powers because it was taking him so long. So that's exciting. So now Mark Grayson is a, is a superhero. I mean, not a superhero, but he has his powers. All right. So next scene, he is at the dinner table with his mother and father, and he tells them that his powers came in. So the reason why this this little bit, this little scene is really important, because whenever he tells his dad <clears throat> that he's going to get his powers his dad looks at him in a weird way in silence and has this strange look on his face it's in a way diabolical and you can tell right away that Omni man there's something up with this dude yeah so he looks bothered and i don't know why he would be bothered that his son that his son's powers came in because he was excited that his son could potentially have powers and be like him so he has this diabolical look, and you can tell, like I said, there's, there's something up with this dude. So now dinner's over, and we just cut to a flashback scene of uh, Mark and his father sitting on the on probably somewhere in the backyard. And Mark's younger. He's probably like, I don't know, 10, 12, something like that, 10, 11, 12. And his dad is explaining where he comes from. His dad is explaining that he comes from a different planet. And this planet is Viltrumite. So Marcus have Viltrumite and he's have human. So this this is going to, you know, some backstory that it, they're going to explain further, like further on later on in the story. So, yeah, what's a little flashback scene between uh, Mark and his dad talking. And it's, it's nice. It's nice. So now fast fast forward from the flashback. And now we're back to present time. Mark's in his bedroom. And he knows he, he's super strong. But he wants to know if he can fly. So now Mark goes out to the top of the roof. And he's scared because he's like, either this is going to hurt. Because I'm going to fall flat on my ass. Off the top of the house. Or I'm going to fucking fly. So he jumps off and he's flying. So he can fly. He has super strength. Awesome. Those those are those are his powers for invincible, and it's, it's just a nice sequence of him, you know, trying to run when he barely knows how to walk. And what I mean by that is he flies as high as he can. Uh, he almost hits a plane. The plane throws him off course. He goes into into the upper atmosphere, passes out, and he crashes into the driveway. Crash lands. And yeah, it just shows that he, he's a kid and he's super excited to get his powers. I mean, if I had powers, 
I probably would have done the same shit. I'm not going to lie. I would have tried to see how far I can go without even, never even leaving the ground flying ever. So now him and his father, next day, so he crashes, he knocks out because he's tired. And it just cuts to him waking up and his dad training. So his dad is, okay, so this scene that I'm about to explain, I fucking love. Nothing special happens, it's just him and him and Mark, uh, Mark and his dad. It's just him flying with his dad, and they're just talking about the powers, and how the powers work, and how he needs to train in order for him to understand how to use them. Okay, simple scene. But the reason why I like this is because Omni-Man is going into details how the power works, how the powers work how flying and the physics and how they can create their own momentum and just things like that and the reason why i like this is because maybe i've missed it but all all the superhero shows they don't really explain how the powers work maybe they'll show the hero try to figure out how to use them like mark but they don't have someone who already has the powers explain how the physics and all the, and all this works which is i really like that this conversation Oh, and cut to the end of the scene, Omni-Man punches the fuck out of Mark in the chest because Mark is, you know, he's not being cocky, but he's like, I have power, so, you know, nothing can hurt me. And then Omni-Man shows him, like, look, motherfucker, look, I'm, I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can in the chest, catches Mark off guard, Mark loses his breath, and yeah, that's the end of the scene. Alright, so next... We have a conversation between uh, Omni-Man and his wife, Debbie. So basically, Debbie's telling telling uh, Nolan, like, hey, you need to you not go as hard as you are on Mark. You know, he just got his powers and you're already going hard on him. Like, just, you know, e- ease off of him a bit. And then Nolan his counter argument is that no he needs to learn like i need to show him that being a hero is not easy having powers comes great responsibility shout out to spider-man obviously we all know this quote and she just explains to nolan like hey i get it you want to show him that being a hero is fucking hard and that it can hurt but you don't gotta punch him in the chest as hard as you fucking can and knock the wind out of him on the first day like so you know it's just it's just a nice discussion between a mother and father about their son and none of us can relate to it because none of us have superpowers none of us can fucking fly but no it's a nice discussion all right so now cut it's the next day and mark is back at the high school so now we're back at the high school and he's talking to his friend and you know, just, you know, this high, this high school talk, high school shit, whatever. And we see the asshole that was trying to hit on Amber walk up to Mark. And basically, he threatens Mark like, hey, I'm going to fuck you up for stopping me for X, Y, and Z. So Mark's like, you know what? Punch me, motherfucker. Punch me. I dare you. Because now Mark has powers. So the dude punches Mark repeatedly, and nothing happens to Mark because he has superhuman strength, and the dude starts fucking running away crying because (laughs) 
he couldn't beat the fuck out of Mark. It's 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 not funny, cause like sh- shit like this happens in real life of people just beating up on others for stupid reasons. But it's just like <laughs> the homeboy got sad because he couldn't be he couldn't beat up Mark because Mark stopped him trying to physically force himself on the woman, and it's just an asshole being a dumbass. So yeah, that's pretty much this high school scene. And the next scene, we f- we see Mark. And he's wearing a makeshift outfit, a makeshift superhero outfit. And this this gives off Homecoming vibes, you know. If you've seen Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, we know that uh, Peter Parker, he has his homemade suit that he used before Tony Stark gave him his upgraded spider-man suit which is what we see in civil war and throughout homecoming so we see mark in a makeshift shoe it's makeshift suit it's a sweater uh some jogging pants some sneakers he has a bandana covering his uh his face and he has on some goggles so he's out in the city trying to find trouble because he wants to test and see how like how how strong he really is, and then he runs into a supervillain named Titan, who was played by the amazing actor Mahershala Ali. And Titan, he is a big dude, and he's basically he kind of he kind of looks like the thing in a way, not really, but he does in a way. Uh, his body is concrete, and he's strong as fuck. So now you have Mark going toe-to-toe with the supervillain that, you know, Mark hasn't even dealt with a robber. And he's going toe-to-toe with this dude. And right now, I'm watch- I'm watching this scene right now as I'm talking in the background. Uh, He's having trouble. He's making a big mess trying to fight this guy, Titan. And, you know, he, he deals with Titan. But you can tell it's just like he's not trained he's not experienced obviously he just got his powers the other day and he he makes a mess and he deals with titan like i said but his father omni-man is there and he's basically telling mark like yo okay you dealt with him but look at the mess that you made like you 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 don't know your own strength you don't know that you know, you just created a mess, and you could have you could have dealt with Titan in a better way, but he didn't. So now him and Mark Nolan, Omni Man, and Mark are having a discussion on the rooftop, and this is honestly probably the most serious conversation or dialogue that we've seen in this episode, because Mark he's he wants to be treated like an adult, but he's not an adult, and he's telling his father, "Hit me." in the chest again because last time when you hit me I wasn't ready but now I'm stronger from last from the other day so hit me he keeps telling his dad to hit him in the chest and his dad you know shows shows sympathy for him and tells Mark like hey I'm not gonna hit you but I do want to show you something so now uh, Omni-Man takes Mark or they fly to this location it's it's just a little tailor shop and they go in there and they meet a man who specializes in making superhero suits. This man, I do apologize, I don't know his name, the character name. But I do know the name of the guy playing him, who is Mark Hamill. 
there. End of that. We all knew who Mark Hamill is. So, uh, yeah. We see Mark going through the superhero stuff, trying to figure out what he wants his want, what he wants his suit to look like. Uh, Mark Hamill's character is trying to push an ugly suit on Mark because the suit's just sitting there. He's like, hey, maybe I'll just give it to this kid who doesn't know better. But Omni-Man's there like, hey, like this suit's trash. Mark Hamill's character's like, yeah, I know. But uh, since you're Omni-Man and since this is your son, I'll make a better suit for him. Okay, so yeah, th there's pretty much nothing, nothing else to add to the scene. It's just Mark trying on suits and him trying to figure out what he wants, wants his colors to look to be. And he's he's telling Mark Hamill's character that he wants I something to be iconic, and Mark Hamill is is telling him like, hey, like every hero wants to be iconic, but only, only the best, can be the iconic characters that 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 they want to be. So this is a nice little dialogue, nice little conversation between them two. And Omni Man is just there, you know, adding to the conversation as well. Alright, next scene, it's a Mark trying to learn how to land because that's a big issue that he's having. He can get off of the ground flying. He can punch a hole through a wall. But he can't land. So he's in his background, not his background, excuse me, in his backyard learning trying to learn how to land but he's not getting the hang of it he's just making a big mess so now uh, his mom walks outside because she hears a lot of noise debbie and she sees mark and tells him like hey you need to stop like you need to come inside please you need to get some rest you're making a mess and we see mark tell debbie which is what he told her make me make me come inside and it's like i'm like come on dude like that's your fucking mom we get it you have powers but don't talk to her like that and so she's telling mark like does that make you feel good you know knowing the fact that i can't i can't overpower you that you're stronger than me and he just basically tells her that he's sorry he didn't he didn't mean it that way and just it's a right now it's a nice conversation between the two because he's telling her like hey i'm nervous and i'm scared because now that i have powers i have to live up to the fact that i'm omni man's son and I have to try to emulate Omni-Man because he's the best hero in the world. And Debbie and Mark, they sit on the patio and they're just talking about how how he doesn't have to be the best Omni-Man. How all that Mark has to be is just be the best him. And she can, she just basically, mother talk, you know, mother's not best. And she's just telling Mark, you know, it's a real human-to-human -human conversation. Basically what i just said you know you don't have to be omni man just be you and that's all to it oh and also like he <laughs> mark has this funny dialogue where he he says like i'm not special i'm like you <laughs> this is like come on dude like just having a heart to heart with you and you, you don't know what the fuck to say but it, it's a sweet conversation between the two it's just real eye-opening that you know, although his dad's a super, super human, his mom is a human, a regular person like us. So it's a nice conversation. Uh, next, we see Omni-Man and Mark having, uh, having cat. They're, they're throwing a baseball. They're, they're in the air. They're like high in the sky and they're throwing a baseball, but they're not having regular catch. 
No, they're throwing the ball around the earth to each other. Their backs are facing each other. And Omni-Man throws it just towards a certain direction. And it's going to wrap around the earth. It's going to come back to Mark. And Mark throws it back around the earth. And it's going to come back to uh, Omni-Man. And for this conversation, uh, Mark is telling his dad, like, basically what he was telling his mom. Like, I'm nervous. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm not, how, how I'm going to live up to you. And uh, Nolan's telling him kind of the same thing, but in a different, like, he's, he's wording it differently. He's basically telling, like, hey, Mark, like, you're not a regular person anymore. You're invincible. Like, you're not a regular kid anymore. You're a superhuman. You're a superhero. You're invincible. So he, he when he says invincible, it sparks something in, in Mark. And now he figures out what his name is going to be, Invincible. So now he cuts, it cuts to Mark walking back to the tailor shop where Mark, Mark, Mark Hamill was at, his character. He tells him like, hey, I know what I want to be named. And boom, we cut to probably my favorite, one of my favorite scenes of, the, of this episode of Mark wearing his suit, yellow, it's like a light blue and black, awesome suit, I like it a lot, he has goggles on, it's pretty badass, if you're listening to this, if you haven't seen the show, please give it a watch, it's on Amazon Prime, um, if you want to read the comics, you can look them up, uh, they have a bunch of volumes and issues, uh, Robert Kirkman, Invincible Comics, pretty cool. So now we just see Mark. Uh, he's flying. Uh, he has confidence now. He finally has a superhero suit. He finally has a superhero name, Invincible. And in the background, we have a Broken Boy playing by Cage the Elephant. Awesome song. I, when, when I watched this the, for, for the first time the other day, I got giddy because I love this song. I love this band. I love this sequence of him flying throughout the city with the music playing in the background. Just awesome. Alright, so he's flying throughout the uh, the city. Nothing special is happening. I mean, it's special, obviously, because he has his powers and his suit. But it's just him flying. And then, boom, a huge explosion happens somewhere in the city. And he flies towards it because now he's a superhero. He's invincible. And we meet this character. Let me, let me, let me get this character's name. What's his name? This character is Kill Cannon. Okay, so now we have Mark dealing with Kill Cannon. Uh, honestly, deals with him deals with him a lot better than how he dealt with Titan. Still, still damage, but it's control damage. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic when I say that. But yeah, he beats the fuck out of Kill Cannon. Deals with him easily, like I said. And when Kill Cannon's on the floor and Invincible standing over him, Kill Cannon is like, "What's your name?" Mark is like invincible, and this is cool thing that this show's doing. That every time, not every single time, but whenever Mark says invincible for the first time in the in in the episode, it shows the title card, it shows the creators' names, and the music, awesome, awesome bravado superhero type of music. So it shows his name Invincible, and it shows credits, like uh, just two two credits, Robert Kirkman, and the, it shows the producers' names. And then 
and the when, when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, okay, that's the end of this episode. But then there is 10 minutes left. So this isn't, I, technically, you can call it an end credit scene, an end 10 minute scene. But it's just more of just the format of how they're doing the show with the title card, which is pretty pretty unique, and I like it a lot. Okay, so we cut to a guy talking to his girlfriend at a picnic, and they're just talking. And you can by the accent, you're like, "Oh, I know this dude." And it's Red Rush, and it's basically showing him as a civilian trying to have a picnic, but it's interrupted. By a supervillain, he goes and stops the supervillain, and then just basically, it's a, it's a nice dialogue between Red Rush and his girlfriend, uh, talking about how she's irritated because he's he she's not mad that he's a hero, but it bothers her that he he always puts everything first before her, how she's second to everything. So we just see a nice conversation between the two. He's saying, "Hey, I'm gonna do better. I know I'm a hero. I'm Red Rush." But I'm going to do better and I'm going to try to be there for you more. And I'm going to put you first before a lot of things now. Sweet. Sweet conversation. And then his wrist starts to beep. It's an alert. And he leaves. I was like, okay, that didn't last long. Whatever. That was funny. And now we cut to uh, the immortal. He's trying to stop the supervillain. Looks like kind of like a vulture. Like Vulture, Spider-Man Vulture, but he has like an airplane wings, and it just shows uh the immortal dealing with the supervillain pretty easily. And now we cut to Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius is sitting on his throne in the ocean, bored as fuck, like somewhere in the deep sea. And right now we're just getting a rundown of the Guardians. Like we're showing the Guardians just and the natural habitat at their house or dealing with the supervillain. So now we're back with the Guardians. And every Guardian is getting an alert. It's a beeping alert. So Red Rush got his. Like I said, he leaves. The Immortal gets his beep, his alert. He leaves. Aquarius gets his alert while he's sitting on his throne. He leaves. Uh, Now we, we see a woman talking to another lady. And they're talking about finances and stuff. And one of them gets a beep on her wrist. Uh, She turns into War Woman. Right, yeah, War Woman. So the Wonder Woman. So we see her transform, and she transforms like Thor, which is pretty dope. She presses like a little button on her chest, a beam comes down, and she transforms into her costume, and she flies away. Uh, we cut to the next sequence is we, we see this little girl. She looks homeless, and she's okay. So she's interacting with this thing that's stretching on the floor, and it turns out that it's uh, Martian Man. And he's just having dialogue with this kid. And uh, his wrist starts to beep too. He gets an alert. Uh, he leaves. Alright, so next we cut to these two guys trying to break into a warehouse. Two thugs. And one of them, this this scene emulates the beginning of Batman, the 1989 Batman. Where one of the thugs is like, hey man... I'm kind of scared. What if Darkwing shows up? And then the other dude's like, this city's so big. Darkwing is not going to show up. Next thing you know, Darkwing shows up and fucks him up. Uh, basically, Batman dealing with some goons in Gotham City. Uh, deals with them pretty hep- e- pretty easily. 
and he uh hooks them up onto a water tower and he's like hey tell me who your buyer who your buyer is i don't even know if he's asking for a buyer he's probably just asking them like why are you breaking into this building and he gets a beep so now the, this guardian gets his beep gets into his jet his bat wing and he leaves so all the guardians oh my god i forgot to mention green ghost that was a short sequence with her uh, she's a she's a photographer she's shooting this lady and she gets a beep surprisingly i mean they're all getting one and she eats like this green crystal and she i guess she that's how she transforms into her powers and she's flying so all right so cool so now we have all of the guardians covered they all get an alert and they go to this base that they have it looks like and it, it's in a mountain i don't want to say mount everest i don't know it's in a mountain and they all arrive and the last one to arrive is Darkwing and they're all standing there and Darkwing shows up and they ask him like hey why did you alert us and Darkwing says I didn't alert anybody who alerted me so now they're all looking at each other like yo this is the setup why are we all here and then it cuts to Red Rush, and he has this look on his face. And Red Rush is looking at the immortal. He, like, <gasps> like just jerks. And he runs towards the immortal. And as he's running towards the immortal, when I saw this, I was like, yo, is Red Rush going to fuck, fuck him up? Like, what is he going to do? It turns out he's trying to push immortal out of the way because, yo... This was the biggest twist of the fucking episode. It's Omni-Man flying in, trying to sucker punch Immortal square in the face. And Omni-Man lands. He misses him because Red Rush pushes him out the way. And everybody's like, Omni-Man, why are you here? Why are you trying to attack us? And Omni-Man says nothing silence and he just starts trying to attack all of them and they start trying to fight back and it's like yo what the fuck's going on why is omni-man tripping like why is he attacking the guardians but as this is all happening red rush he's pushing everybody out the way whenever omni-man's trying to attack them <clears throat> he's trying to do the best that he can you know to keep everybody out of the way and he's trying to, he, he's punching Omni-Man. He punches him, runs, punches him, runs, punches him, runs, punches him. Omni-Man turns, grabs his wrist. The moment he grabs his wrist, you're like, yo, this dude fucked up. Grabs Red Rush by the head, has both hands on his head, and starts to squeeze Red Rush's head. And you see blood come out of Red Rush's nose. And you see one of his eyes start to bulge out. And Red Rush is screaming, or he's scared. So he starts to punch Omni-Man in the chest as hard, as fast and as hard as he fucking can. And as he's punching Omni-Man, Omni-Man's chest starts to bleed. But it doesn't matter because Omni-Man's gonna squeeze this motherfucker's head into, like, oblivion. So his eyeball, his eyeball, excuse me, his eyeball pops out. And Red Rush's head explodes. Omni-Man killed Red Rush. Everybody is fucking shocked. I was shocked. 
and they're like why did you do this like why are you attacking us so now the re the rest of the guardians it's six out of the seven jump in on omni man and start attacking him as the the best that they can <clears throat> war woman tries to attack him from behind with her hammer omni man ducks grabs her head and throws her on the ground and then uh three batter rings come towards omni man he ducks out the way he's trying to figure out where dark wings at dark wing comes from the ceiling lands on he tries to land on omni man's back it's a surprise attack but omni man grabs him by his ankle and basically smashes dark wing on the floor and then swings him again on the other side behind him and uh dark wing's brains explode out of his head his head explodes Darkwing is dead. So now there are five out of the seven Guardians left. Keep in mind, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, I know what's going on. Omni-Man's killing the Guardians. But why is he doing this? We don't fucking know. So next, the next Guardian to get dealt with by Omni-Man is... um, Let's see, who is it? Aquarius, yeah. Aquaman. Uh, Omni-Man grabs War Woman's hammer and bashes Aquarius's head in, guts and blood and brain everywhere. So now you have... No, excuse me. Before he deals with Aquarius, he, he grabs Darkwing and he throws Darkwing towards Green Ghost. Green Ghost catches Darkwing and she, she's like, oh no. Boom. Omni-Man punches right through her face, through her skull, kills her. Okay, now we jump to Aquarius, where he's using Green Ghost to protect himself from Aquarius's water blast. And now, like I, what I was, I jumped forward. I'm sorry. Now he has War Woman's hammer, and he bashes in Aquarius's brains and kills him. So now Green Ghost is dead, Aquarius is dead, Darkwing is dead, and Red Rush is dead. So now you only have uh, Martian Man, Immortal, and uh, War Woman, the last three. Uh, Martian Man jumps onto Omni Man and he wraps himself around him, ties him up while Immortal and War Woman start Beating, try punching him as hard as they can in the face. Omni Man grabs this little thing on Martian Manhunter. Excuse me, not Manhunter. Martian Man kills Martian Man, and he snaps out of Martian Man, punches a hole through Immortal Stomach. War Woman tries to sneak attack him from behind. This was the nastiest part of this whole beatdown. He grabs War Woman's neck. And twists her head backwards. War Woman's head is backwards. I'm sorry if this was graphic. But that shit was nasty. Kills War Woman. And Immortal's on his knees. With the hole in his stomach. And he looks up to Omni-Man. Omni-Man took a beating himself. His nose is busted. He's bleeding from the top of his head. His chest is bleeding. He's He got beat the fuck up too. Didn't matter. And, you know, Immortal looks up to him. He's like, why did you do this? 
why did you kill everybody? Without saying anything, Omni-Man chops his, chops his head off with the backstroke, like with the fucking blade in his hand, cuts Immortal's head off. Omni-Man collapses to the floor out of breath, bleeding. He's laying there with the rest of the guardians that he just murdered. Well, he's not a guardian, but with all the guardians that he just murdered, and he's laying there in the middle of the floor with them. Credits roll. That's the end of episode one. So, I tell you, whenever that shit happened, I was caught off guard. I'm sure a lot of people, people who didn't, who never read the comic, were caught off guard. Surprising ending to episode one that I didn't expect, and a lot of people did not expect. So, yeah. So that's really how we were going to end episode one of Invincible. Crazy ending to a to a great episode. I, I liked it a lot. Um, we see how Mark Grayson, he becomes just a regular kid into a kid with superpowers who can fly in superhero strength. Um, we see Omni-Man, who we all thought was a good guy. We see him take out the Guardians of the Globe pretty easily. We see Mark develop a relationship with Amber Bennett, the girl that he helped out earlier in the episode. We see conversations between Mark, Nolan, and his mother, Debbie. Really sweet conversation between uh, Mark and his mom. And I, I just really like this show a lot. It's different. It's graphic, which is I like. I like graphic superhero shows like The Boys, which I've seen seasons one and two of The Boys. I'm most likely going to do like a breakdown of every episode like how I'm doing with Invincible. So this was episode one. This was also episode one of my podcast, of my show, of whatever it's going to be called. I really do hope you enjoyed. I'm monotone. I need to work on that. I need to drink some water. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear my voice. It sounds a little scratchy. So I'm gonna drink some water. I'm gonna listen to listen to this first episode and whatever I can, I'll improve on it. And uh, like I said, I hope you enjoyed. Hope you come back episode two of this podcast. Episode two. Of the of my review of Invincible, and uh, yeah, so you know, have an awesome night, have an awesome day, and thank you. <laughs>